0: What do you do? A delusional soccer podcast. What do you do? A soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Racism in America exists. Systemic racism is prevalent in all aspects of society from the top down. We do not want to shy away from this issue. This podcast is meant to cover sports, specifically soccer, football, however you want to call it. But we cannot just pretend that things are not in need of change. Hundreds of thousands of people continue to take the streets all across the country and beyond to protest the police brutality that took the life of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many, many more. This is not just a problem of one bad guy. The problem is the system, and people will not stop protesting until the system gives every single citizen of the United States of America the same opportunities. Head to our Twitter account, at FootyDo for links to see where you can donate to those in need, whether it's protesters, bail funds, or many other causes. Footy Adieu is an ILTO 8 production, and I'm going to send you to a quick ad break, and when we return, I will be joined by David Beaton to talk about Sheffield United and their chance to qualify for Europe. <laughs> enjoying footy you do if you're a fan of zach and jared's you're gonna love another Iltoe production banana land each week we'll talk about socially dystopian topics that are sure to get you talking topics like the mandela effect what your tombstone will say or even the origins of mankind there's something for everyone sounds interesting right check us out on twitter instagram and stream wherever you listen to podcasts <laughs> So today I am joined by David Beaton from the Tufty Club, a Sheffield United podcast, and we're going to be discussing their chances at qualifying for Europe, amongst a, a couple other things. Uh, first of all, thanks for joining me, David.
1: No worries, it's good to speak to you.
0: Um, and, you know, for the listener's sake, uh, just tell them where they can find you on, on social media, the podcast, and, and yourself
1: yeah um we're, we're at tufty underscore club um we're, we're not the most professional of operations we tend to just uh, turn up after the game have a bit of a chat over a few beers and uh, try and uh, discuss the game that, that, that's gone ahead. Uh, we, we, we also do some some kind of specials. We've had some player interviews on and we've done a few other bits and pieces to, to kind of fill our time in the lockdown. Uh, I'm uh, at uh, Deadbat uh, on, on Twitter as well. So uh, I also do match reports for a few of the forums. So I've been doing them for probably ooh, about 15, 20 years. So after every game uh, I post a, a, a report and ratings and um, they go down in infamy. I'm a bit of a negative fan, but obviously recent times I can be a bit more positive about United.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the kind of way I I take a look at things. I'm always looking at, at <laughs> things from a from more of a pessimistic view. Um, you know, I, I like to keep myself in check. If I get too excited about things, then it's it's all bound to come crumbling down. So, um, <laughs> so Sheffield are going to be taking part in the very first match after the restart from the. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic, which has gone gone on much longer than I even expected it to, um, but you know, first off, how, how much are you looking forward to the return of football?
1: Yeah, I think it's been really difficult. I think you realize, you know, there's, there's a there's a phrase often used. I uh, think Bill Shankly said it that you know uh, football like, equated it to being like more important than life and death. But um, it's been hard without without football. Really, really hard. I think when it first shut down, we thought it might be a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks turned into a couple of months. So uh, it's not, not quite going to be the same. And obviously, not being able to go to games is a bit of a killer. But you know, there is football coming back. There's going to be games every day. You know, I, I did watch some of the. I've watched some of the Bundesliga dipped in and out of that, and you know, the standard's been decent. But you're not as personally invested in it as uh, as your, your own team and your own country's domestic competition. So yeah, I'm looking at. We're just over a week to go. It, sh- it should be good.
0: Yeah, I uh, I tried giving the Bundesliga a try, um, you know, and it it just it like you said you you're not as invested in it. And of course, I I looked at one of those uh, you know little charts to see which club you should support before everything got started again, and it ended up with Schalke, and they have been just terrible since <laughs> since the restart. So uh, that's that's not uh, keeping me any more invested than I was already, but. Um, how big of a of a an obstacle for you is the the fact that it's going to be without fans? You know, I know when the when the lockdown started and whatnot, and you know everything uh, came to a halt. People were saying, "Well, let's not get this restarted until we have fans back in the stadiums." But now we kind of have a bit more of perspective as to why fans won't be there. So, um, what is what is that aspect of it like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I. I think there's a there's a kind of feeling. Certainly, people I speak to and close friends that it, it isn't going to be the same. But then the reality is that if it's a choice between, you know, having having some form and not having it back, I've, I've heard some saying, "Oh, should we should just wait till crowds are back." It's not going to happen. You know, crowds are not going to be back for a period of time, and. Hopefully we might be able to get them back at some point into next season. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, Phil. I think per, you obviously look at your own club. And uh, I think I think Sheffield United thrive off, off playing at home. Lane Lane's a big advantage for us, the atmosphere there. I think our players generally have, have done really well with big game atmosphere. So I, I worry slightly that those empty stadiums, you know, I don't know. I, I, again, going on that pessimistic angle, I, I kind of worry a little bit how that will. There's been some unusual results in the Bundesliga, and we had momentum before the, the break. So you, you're kind of a little bit cautious. But then I suppose all teams, it's a level playing field.
0: Yeah, um, like you said, Sheffield were were on a, a very good run, um, headed into the into the stoppage. You know, unbeaten in four. Their only loss in the last five was against Man City. Um, which that's one of those where you can kind of just go, all right, well, we, we expected the loss, but it was only a one nil, a one nil, uh, scoreline. So maybe even better than, um, you would have expected, but, um, you know, like I said, you Sheffield start, uh, the, uh, they get the football started again with, with an away match against Aston Villa, um, on June the 17th and a win in that match propels you all the way, uh. Past Manchester United up into fifth place. Um, what has been the, you know, the big key to success for Sheffield thus far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it starts right at the top. But the, the, the manager is just incredible. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's propelled us up, you know, two divisions in three seasons. You know, uh, we, we're super organized. Uh, the one positive about coming back is he will have us ready to go fitness wise you know he's had us in we seem to be you know there's been no let up in terms of uh, keeping them going uh, the defence is solid with Henderson in goal and the defenders have kept you know, a number of clean sheets this year everybody knows their their role in the team it's a clearly defined you know, unusual system um, and there's such togetherness in the sort of dressing room or, or sort of locker room it, you know everybody's pulling for each other there's no egos there's no one player that kind of stands out uh, it's that team ethic, and I think you know that togetherness. Hopefully, will carry us on. That we can still, you know, finish. I mean, whatever happens, it's be a fantastic season. Even if we play and finish tenth, eleventh, it's still be a fantastic season. But we still obviously dream of, you know, that possibility of Champions League or Europa League, which would be, you know, heard, heard of to think thinking that when the season started.
0: Yeah. Now, um, fifth place is usually good enough for. Uh, a spot in the Europa League, but we're still kind of awaiting the the verdict of um, Man City's appeal on their two year two year uh, Champions League ban. Are you know Are you allowing yourself to get a little bit excited about the possibility of Champions League football, or trying to keep it calm? I,
1: I think you know. F- if anybody has said European football of any format this season, you'd have thought, oh, we might have you know, won the FA Cup or something like that, which again was, you know, a, a dream. But um, Champions League, it would be absolutely incredible. But any kind of, you know, I don't think most Sheffield United fans like if we get into Europe, whether it's Europa or Champions League. That is just, you know, something that we never thought would happen. Certainly, I didn't think would happen in my life. The only caveat is, would we be able to, to go to games? And that's kind of nagging, gnawing away at some fans. You know, they would they, they they'd love to go on as I would on those European trips, and you start thinking, well, we get there and then it's empty stadiums. But now, I mean, the financial rewards and you know the players you can attract if you get into one of those competitions, um, you know, it, it just would be incredible if we if we got there.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't even want to entertain the idea of European football not really happening because I know I know there's a a bit of an obstacle in the way you know with with uh, travel across the continent um, yeah. with some countries still doing kind of worse off than others um, but uh, you know the the financial implications that would be huge what what were your expectations for for Sheffield coming into this season?
1: Um, I think. You know, as a newly promoted team, you know you just want to stay up. You know, if somebody offers you fourth from bottom at the start of the season to the Premier League, with the the mass difference between the funds, you know, the last time we were up there it was like two thousand and six, and the difference now, even even now with TV money, you know, fourth from bottom would have been. We'd have all took that, you know. Every pre-season, you know, tips. You know, I think even you know, Steve Nicola who works on uh, American sport apps that Panda, said we'd get annihilated. You know, without over overlapping centre-backs. You know, nobody tipped to stay up. All the pundits, all the pre-season rates that we go down. So, you know, you kind of think, well, I can see why. But you know, we finished considerably higher up than Villa. We spent a lot of money. We we're right there with Norwich. So it was a little bit. There's a little bit. I think Wilder used it as motivation. But then I also think that. You know secretly deep down we realized we could surprise some teams the way we play the way we approach games you know we weren't going to change how we played um and i think it's been i suppose surprising but it's kind of shows to wildest kind of uh, betterment that we've we have shocked teams and we have had a go you know there's only been one game liverpool away where we were second best the whole season every other game we, we've right been right in the game or you know we won or drawn or you know, we should have won or drawn even when we've lost. Um so um yeah, um massively surpassed expectations.
0: Now, Sheffield United's entire uh European involvement consists of one season I correct me if I'm wrong in the Anglo Italian Cup um in the early nineteen nineties, yeah. um involving second tier <laughs> Clubs in in England and Italy. So, what what a jump that that could be from from that. What I think it was nineteen ninety four all the way to a to a spot in the Champions League, which which would be huge. Um, what what is that angle kind of like? You know, we, we really haven't had yeah, any I mean, European I, involvement, but
1: no. I, I mean, in my lifetime, I would say sort of my my relatives, older people, my dad and uh, my uncles, I've talked to. We were in the mid seventies. I think we missed. UEFA Cup, as it was then, by goal difference or goal average. To um, you know, at that time. But yeah, we played that Anglo-Italian competition. But you know, whenever Sheffield United play preseason friendlies abroad, um, you know, we played. I think we played Real Betis this summer in uh, in, in Portugal, um, and we take we took like over a thousand fans for a pre-season friendly. Um, and it's the same when, whenever we go abroad. So if we went abroad. You know, whether it be you know a couple of games, ten games, whatever, it just would be incredible. I think some of those cities and towns in Europe uh, would need to get ready and to stock up uh, their uh, beer uh, ready for when we come <laughs> because I think United fans it'd just be one big pie, whatever happened. It wouldn't matter. You know, if we got there, you know, I don't think we'd again. But it's everything we have done. You, you get there, and think, oh, that's just nice to take part. But Wilder again would probably expect us to to do well in those competitions. So. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be just, I say, beyond beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, the season so far has just, you know, it's such a shame it finished when it did, and I just hope we can finish it on a, a you know a strongish foot. And even if we don't get to Europe, it's still been a brilliant season, and the club is set up hopefully to become a you know what we want, which is an established Premier League club for, for you know for a long time, not just go up, come down, and be a bit of a yo-yo club.
0: Yeah, you know, in, in all likelihood, um, not trying to jinx it, but, you know, even if you don't qualify for Europe, you know, a, a, a finish in the top half of the table would be um, something that you definitely would have taken uh, yeah. if someone said that at the beginning of the season. So, um, you know, Sheffield they are the, the, the lowest scoring side in the top half of the table. Um, is there any worry on your part that this this kind of will impede them from Qualifying for Europe, will it kind of catch up to them after the restart?
1: Um, I don't know. I, th- I think our strength is not, you know, is not necessarily scoring, scoring goals. You know, um, you know we we have won a lot of games, sort of one 0 both home and away. Our strength is, you know, the defence. You know, the shape that we play. We haven't really got. You know, we're not at that level yet where we can go out and. Buy a striker that's going to get us 15 to 20 goals. I know there are a few sort of lower down, but they've kind of been a bit more established in the Premier League. Uh, hopefully, if we do, you know, push on, we can go out and, and increase kind of the goal the goal tally that we, you know, because it's been a rotation basis up front. There's been four or five strikers rotating around, and the goals have come from all around the team. We, we've got to focus on what we're good at, which is defending, which is you know. Um, you know the, the strong midfield we've got, the wing backs, the shapes we play, the overloads down the side. If we keep doing what we've doing, we've done for the last three seasons at the levels we've been at, and even in the Premier League, I, you know, I think we'll be fine. No one's found a way yet to kind of really work us out, which is odd when you think the amount of tactical, you know, acumen coaches have got, managers, scouts have got. This level, teams are still being shocked by us, so it doesn't worry me too much. Uh, it would be nice if we we eventually could get something that was a bit more prolific though
0: yeah now it's um it's a, a little bit of a different situation like we've mentioned with with no fans but uh Sheffield's first 3 matches after the restart are going to be away from home um and we've seen the the home uh advantage kind of go away in germany um so do you think this will play any role in how they do from the restart or um will they just you know go along with it and you know be happy to get back home at
1: yeah it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know really because we we've been excellent away from home anyway mm-hmm. um I and mean, we've only we've only lost a city and city in liverpool away from home in, in nearly you know over i think it's over 12 months now um so it's not really been an issue to, to be honest it worries me a little bit more going away to empty grounds and perhaps it would to uh you know as i said would they seem to thrive off the atmosphere mm-hmm. um but you know they're playing, they playing Villa and Newcastle. You know if we if we perform like we have done, I'm I'm not too concerned. And then obviously we've got Manchester United, which is going to be a really tough game. But um, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to know how it's going to affect any of the teams because it is. You know, there's a lot of fuss about well, not playing it, uh, playing it in neutral grounds. But to me, if there's no fans, yeah, it's your, your own, you know, your own locker room, dressing room. But it's. It's, you know there's nobody there so it's just a it's a pitch it's a piece of grass so. uh, I I think we will probably see a lot of totty who results but always so um, I just hope we can say get off to a, a decent start because um, in that first game the kind of eyes of the, I suppose the world are going to be watching watching us at six o'clock next Wednesday
0: yeah and you know the uh, the away matches you have uh, Villa Newcastle Manchester United Burnley Leicester and then Southampton on the final day. The home matches remaining for you are Spurs, Spurs, Wolves, uh, Chelsea, and Everton. So, um, certainly not the the easiest run of fixtures, but it it hasn't stopped you this far. So, I don't see uh, see you tripping up now. But um, do you think that the you know I know you mentioned the the defensive work and the organization. Uh, do you think that will kind of give give the team a little bit uh, of an advantage over some sides who are um, not nearly as organized uh, defensively.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a really, really valid point. I think the, the thing is, we were, we, you know, we know most weeks what nine of our teams, eight or nine of our teams, going to be. He'll rotate a little bit round. He's been rotating Berg and uh, Lundstrom. He'll rotate the top two, but the rest of the team, it's the same team every week. Everybody knows the role. Everybody knows the job. There's no kind of messing around. There's no rotation um yeah i think we'll be super fit I, as i said the only slight kind of worry with with that is obviously there's a more games in a short space of time uh, and you know we might all teams might be susceptible to you know pulls and injuries a little bit more we haven't quite got the squad that you know manchester united have got you know uh Tottenham have got they, they're able to bring some players back like kane rashford but who you know they weren't fit. They weren't going to be playing towards the end of the season, so that's you know a bit of a, you know negative from our point of view that those teams are able to to strengthen. But you know we'll, we'll see. I'm mean, quietly confident I'm quietly confident that he'll have us ready, and I think you'll see towards the end of game, certainly early on, that our extra fitness will hopefully have an impact.
0: Yeah, that that could have an impact. And you know, do you think it's uh, a a an advantage for you or kind of an advantage for your opponents? Um, that they uh, did agree uh, to use five subs for the for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. That I, I think I, we apparently voted against it. We voted against it, but I think we voted against it because uh, our manager's very much. Well, I think our manager's a very good manager, and he picks his eleven. And it's very much of the, the thought I think that you know if you can't get it right with your first eleven or one or two changes, it's I think it's a bit of a bailout call for some of the bigger clubs. Uh, they're they're saying it's fitness and people won't be fit and won't be able to you know last. But these are honed athletes. Yeah, they've had some time off, but I don't really buy that. I think it probably will have an advantage to some of the, the bigger clubs because they've you know, they've, they've been at the, they've spent billions of pounds more than we have and we can't bring on some of the players that they can bring. Gone. Uh, and, but but then equally, you know, sometimes changing things doesn't always always lead to you know you know improvements in results. We're, we're, we'll go with what we've got. and We're not going to change what we do. If we don't make it and we don't make that top five or six, we've still had a fantastic season. And it's, it won't be through through effort. It won't be through you know p- poor preparation. It'll just be that teams have got a bit more quality than us, which they're going to have when they've got you know we're bottom of the wage bill, you know, bottom or second bottom of the whole league, you know. Teams have spent so much more money than us, and we're a long way off. A lot, even even some of the, you know, the the Leicester's and the, uh, you know, the the, the Wol- Wolves have, you know, massively spent more money than us. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've just got to we've got to be happy where we're at. I think.
0: Yeah. Now, lastly, you know, if if you guys don't qualify for Europe uh, by way of the league, you still have a chance in the FA Cup um, with the the quarterfinal. Um, you you guys will host Arsenal. On June the twenty eighth, um, do you you know? Do you rate your chances for the FA Cup, or do you kind of see that as a, an opportunity for a little bit of rotation to to stay fresh for the league?
1: I think it'll depend how we start. I think if we have a really positive start in in the league, those first thing or well, those first three obviously away games, and that goes well, then I think you know I don't, I don't think well. There's that few games left. I don't think you'll make many changes, especially with it being a quarter final. But I think if we have a, you know, a not so good start, then I think obviously there'll be a great focus on that. Uh, it's going to be tough because there's still obviously City left in it. There's Man U. I think Chelsea left in it. Leicester, obviously Arsenal, and there's us Norwich and Newcastle, which are you know more of the underdogs. But I do think that's one game where if we'd had a sold out, packed Bramall Lane, you know, we've already beat Arsenal at home this season. I don't think they'd be particularly looking forward to coming down to ours on a you know a night match. Um, I think that might level things off a little bit but, but you know I've seen us play Arsenal twice this season and we you know, we beat them deservedly in the first game and the second game deserved a draw so I'm, I don't worry too much about Arsenal I don't think they're the side that you know they, they were so if we can get through that and we get a favourable draw then you know we're, we're, we're right close to it and then you know, we've never been to an FA Cup final, certainly since in my life. It was in 1925, I think, or well, 1936 was the last time they got there. So, yeah, uh,
0: 25 uh, is the last it, time you won it. So
1: Yeah, so it's going to be, you know, again, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a kind of weird one because, again, we'll, we'll be able to go and see it. Um, it'd be just like my club's luck to, to get to the Cup final, win it, and we're not there. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see, but I certainly would rather us do that than, than not.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Just because you can't you can't be there doesn't mean you don't want it to happen. But, um, David, uh, thanks again for for joining us. Um, no worries. This is David Beaton from the Tufty Club podcast, and uh, you know we're I, I I hope that that Sheffield do end up qualifying for Europe because I think that'll be great to see next season. But um, thanks again for coming on.
1: No worries. Just make sure in future, Sheffield United people get annoyed when they call us Sheffield with our cross city rivals.
0: I got you. I will, I will correct that for the next time. All right.
1: No worries. Take care.
0: Well, there you have it. Sheffield United. My apologies to, to, uh, to David for not getting that one, right. But you know, I've, I've been schooled in that and I will, uh, make sure to not refer to them just as Sheffield with that, uh, with that crosstown rivalry that they've got going. Um, so there you have it. Sheffield United's chances at Europe. Um, by, by way of the league, by way of the FA Cup. Um, it's something that, you know, they certainly didn't expect at the beginning of the season. And it's uh, one of those that they're they're hoping uh, they do qualify. And uh, quite possibly, um, they're hopeful that they can attend some of those matches. But, um, you know, as always, for us, uh, follow us on Twitter, at FootyAdoo. Uh, Instagram at footy do as well. Um, you could follow us on Twitter at ilto8prod on Instagram at ilto8productions. And as always, pardon our French.